we're still in COVID, right? And sure. the vaccines have been going out and you know, we keep hearing about different side effects and whatever. And some people have all these like restrictions on whether they're going to get like, if they're going to be qualified yeah. to, to get it. They're the, one of the lucky, lucky lotto winners, right? The lucky lotto winners <laughs> like that. Well, so in Indonesia, I saw an article and they were using, they, they brought the vaccine out and they were giving it to social media influencers as like they were part of the priority group. Really? Does that surprise you a little bit? And we're not talking old influencers. No, I, I no, it doesn't surprise me too much because <laughs> uh, they probably want those people to be healthy around to keep pushing their agenda. So they're working for them. Got to keep them healthy. Well, yeah, I think you're on the, you're on the right track hmm. because the article it's so interesting because they're they wanted it to be like this uh, kind of like you know, use their influence to show how safe and effective and get people interested in getting the vaccine. Right. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are kind of, uh, scared of it or I'm uh, apprehensive about it. Yeah. And I, and I know some folks who recently got it and had some reactions to it. So I, I have my skepticism as well, but what I thought was entertaining is that they gave it to this, this influencer and there was sort of a, you know, big push about how, you know, responsible this person is and all this stuff. Turns out he gets in trouble later on for going to a big party <laughs> unmasked. Oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. And I just think it's funny because, you know, we give all of this, uh, um, um, you know, a, a faith, hope in these people who are going to be a positive uh, messenger for sure like uh, i've seen in in a lot of uh, videos of several doctors sitting up in front of a camera going look i'm taking it there's nothing in the syringe like that's not giving me hope people you're not even taking it i mean mm-hmm. there's there's been at least three that i've seen that they they zoom in on on the syringe and there was never anything in the syringe to start with oh that's weird yeah like they're getting weird. a fake shot no that's exactly what it is oh man and it's like doesn't give us hope. Mm-hmm. It makes me scared to death. Are you kidding me? I was reading an article about this wealthy person from New York who didn't qualify. And even though he was in his 70s, didn't qualify for the shot. And so he and his wife decided to fly down to Florida where they do qualify by their age. And Florida has the sort of here are the basic criteria, age and some other things. But there's no questions asked. You don't have to have any other things to, you know, you just go there. You don't even have to be a, res- a resident. You just go right. there. You qualify because you're, you know, because you, you meet one of those qualifications and then you get it. And, uh, you know, they have to, I think both, I think I want to say that both vaccines right now require two doses over right. a certain period of time. Right. But I just thought, you know, in New York, there's been such a huge number of cases. They're, they're, they're planning on fining you up to a million dollars if you go out of line. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that was Cuomo that, that, that came up with that one. Oh, man. A million dollars. That if seems... You get one. And, and here's the problem, though. They've had pushed out a ton of these vaccines, and these vaccines has, have... A shelf life. Mm-hmm. So a problem is, is some people have in, in some hospitals. I'm sorry, I can't remember which one that they were talking about. Have had pulled out or had X many, 
and they're giving their shots, well, then they had too many out. Well, instead of letting them go to waste, they were going around and giving, hey, did you want a shot? Did you want a shot? Did you want a shot? That's how they should be doing it. But in, in, in New York's world, they want to find those other people that got it that is out of, out of line. Mm-hmm. And, and a million bucks, a million bucks may be like a hundred bucks to him, but for mm-hmm. you're not getting a million bucks from anybody. Yeah, you know? that's a little extreme. Yeah, and I don't understand the extreme, you know, why everything has to be so extreme mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I don't know about the different states and what they what their requirements are. I think it's pretty universal, though, that there's like an age thing. And then first responders, folks who are uh, working in hospitals, uh, I think in education, I think there are some, you know, so there's certain things are kind of they're common uh, among the states. But for, well, what about for the folks who are like really paranoid? Well, like you brought up the the older couple that flew to mm-hmm. Florida and you know, I get paranoid about so many things, Scott. You know that. We had to talk about how worried I get. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I crazy worried about this? Because I hear about that couple, and it, it, and I guess I'm ignorant, perhaps, or not. But uh, it, it shocks me, regardless, that, that they're so scared, that they're going to risk the airport mingling with all these people <laughs> to go fly to another state to mingle with more people to get a shot. I mean, and they're going to have to do the whole thing again to get the second the one. Second one. Mm-hmm. It's just very hard. The whole COVID thing is, I could say pandemic is, is so hard for me to, to figure out because I, it's a balanced thing. I, I hear this and then this happens you know, the reactions just don't match up to or what's going on. Nothing's making sense. There's no straight line of, I mean, when we see other um, hospital workers, uh, they're concerned about taking it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it scary. Mm-hmm. I know of several people who have had it, uh, personally know them, and they all recovered. And I, what I thought was interesting is just that they had mentioned that when, when they were diagnosed with it, that a lot of the folks around them basically treated them as if they were dying, and they were so scared that they weren't going to come through. And they were sick for, I think the longest one was a couple of weeks, and they just felt like they were they had the flu the entire time. And there's some things that kind of stick around, um, you know, after sometimes, uh, these folks in particular, uh, their symptoms went away pretty fast, uh, within that, that two weeks. But what was surprising to me is just that everyone seemed like they were going to die. They were so concerned that these folks were going to die. Yeah. And so the panic from the outside, uh, there's, I've got another article here and it's kind of on the same lines and it's a little scary, but they were talking about, seeing in i believe it was mice that had covid that covid during uh like you know autopsies or whatever you do with mice <laughs> do you call them autopsy- autopsies yeah uh but they were cutting into the brains of these mice and finding covid in their brain and i thought well that's interesting because i had heard rumors that folks you know humans were also potentially having COVID in the brain and I wasn't sure, you know, they talk about one of the side effects is your sense of, I believe it's taste. Yeah. I've heard that. And your sense of taste 
uh, is a function of your brain and, of course, you know, other sensors, right, that you have in your body, but your brain is the one that, that processes it, right? right? So my thought is, is this, could this be a true thing? Is there COVID in the brain? And is taste yeah. the only thing that it affects? That it, affects? <laughs> it could just be a coating over the tongue. It may <laughs> not be in the brain at all. Well, yeah, we, I, we had an episode that we talked about the function of the brain mm-hmm. and stuff and how powerful that is. Right. And so I thought, well, this adds another scare layer for me because if it does have some, if it does attach to the brain and it doesn't easily go away. It grows. Then what <laughs> else, what side effects could you experience with it in your brain right so here's a you're a dog owner i'm a dog owner little article here from i think it's a a company in japan i could be wrong it's from japan but they have a a dog bark analyzer have you ever heard something like this you're rolling your eyes so we could speak to them now (laughs) uh it's kind of like well let me put it this way you know your dog well enough. You can kind of already tell what kind of mood he's in. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's not like... We can speak, but we don't speak. It's not English. No. But you get the body language. Yeah, for same, sure. th- same thing with my dog. I can tell... Of course, m- my wife kind of... Um, I'm not sure how to explain it. She describes to me how he's feeling. <laughs> And to me, it's really inserting how she thinks that she that he feels just so I can feel sorry for him. Yes. Because he's getting a little bit older and, you know, he's got hip issues and he's blown out both of his knees. And, you and know. she has an uh, extra understanding. <laughs> <It's>, of... <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So it's, it's not it's, – it's from South Korea. Oh. And it's a, it's a dog collar. And it basically analyzes the tones of, of, the, of the bark. And they figured out and, all the dogs over there like, please don't eat me. <laughs> well, again, it's not like it's super clear. I, I, My guess is that you know your dog better than what this caller would be able to interpret. <laughs> it sounds interesting, though. <laughs> but what it does is it basically analyzes what, what the bark tone is and, and some other parts of it. And it runs it through these computers in the cloud and then gives you a feedback I don't know if it's on a on a separate device. I think it might be like on on a smartwatch or your phone, and it tells you what the dog's mood is based on what the bark was. Kind of like on up, yeah, squirrel, yeah, squirrel, right? You know exactly, exactly. Um, I I will tell you that that kind of stuff I think could be kind of possible. I, I know that you could hear a mo- see a movement or see a uh, or hear a a certain bark. And a certain thing that happens enough times to to say that, that their mood is this for how they sound or are moving around. But I think there's something to be – I think they could be close-ish. Mm-hmm. I think it could be fun, but not like I wouldn't like, hey, man, is there a bad guy on the other side? Go look. So is there? Woof. It's all clear. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no way I would t- – I would- you know, yeah. trust it, but English tra- translation. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know your dog. I know yeah. my dog. I I don't think that it even requires a bark for us to understand no, what fact, they're thinking. Or we, we try to go with as little barking as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I operate too. Uh. 